And this is our number Time for the fastest 15 minutes of the news. This is Dory's Fastest 15. Oh, it's a world of news in a tidy little 15-minute package just for you. Welcome to our Fastest 15. want to remind everybody that this week we are celebrating holiday magic. Uh, you can still bid on the auction item that the Dory Monson Show and Tom Nelson from the Outdoor Line have put together. It's uh, salmon fishing. We'll pull up some crab pots. We'll get you some crab, too. Uh, we'll do about a four-hour excursion after the show, some summer afternoon evening next summer. Uh, Nicole's going to be out there, me, Tom Nelson, Joey from the Outdoor Line, and you and a guest. And so we would love to take you out salmon fishing and we'll get you some crab too or at least that's the plan so go to mynorthwest.com slash holiday magic and you will see the link so that you can bid on that and other auction items that the other shows have put together uh if you want to just make a donation. You know our text line, 888-973-CAIRO, 888-973-5476. If you just text the word MAGIC to the text line, uh, we'll make it very easy for you if you want to help out the foster kids across the state. So just text the word MAGIC to 888-973-CAIRO, 888-973-5476. Or once again, just go to mynorthwest.com slash holiday magic and uh, bid on that little salmon fishing. I haven't checked yet today, Nicole. Do we have any updates today on the fishing outing? We keep forgetting to yeah, check. Looks, looks like it's at 4700 What? Yeah. That's crazy. I know. It's very generous. I mean, it's awesome. Somebody's going to get a pretty cool Christmas gift, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, four hours salmon fishing with Tom Nelson, who's just you know the man, the Pope of Puget Sound. I tried to make that stick. He never liked that nickname that I gave him. But, uh, but then uh, yeah, Nicole will be there. <laughs> and then I'll tag along, too, just for the heck of it. So... Um, so yeah, go to mynorthwest.com slash holiday magic and you'll see the auction link. I'm just pulling it up here. Uh, da, 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 da. Where is it? We're buried. Oh, there we go. An afternoon of fishing and fun. $4,950? Well, that's the next bit. So we got $4,750 right now. Okay. Right. All right. We'll make sure you have a great time. So uh, bid on that. We also have Seahawk tickets, Mariner tickets. You can go sit in the studio with the other shows on the radio station. So uh, go check it out. MyNorthwest.com slash holiday magic. And let's make this happen for all these kids around the state. We had a really cool kid on the show yesterday. Dave, I think it was David. And uh, he wouldn't have graduated high school. But... The uh, Treehouse has a high school mentoring graduation program for foster kids. And look, if you don't graduate high school, your chance of being in poverty and having all kinds of other challenges in life go up dramatically. But this kid, he's focused. He's got a job. He's graduated high school. His little brother is now living with him. And so he's making sure his little brother has the mentorship to graduate from high school. And uh, David also is an artist. And he 
has been doing these multimedia tabletops and We've had some very generous listeners who have reached out to him to help him with his art. So lots of cool stories, lots of individual one-on-one stories about how you are impacting lives with uh, holiday magic. So thank you for your generosity. MyNorthwest.com slash holiday magic. And if you want to go fishing, go bid on that outing with Tom Nelson and Nicole and me. All right. With all that is mere prelude. Let's get into the fastest 15 here. Uh, And we'll begin with a local controversy that's gone national, apparently. So the the Cougars and the Huskies are going to bowl games this year, which is kind of cool. Huskies are going to the Alamo Bowl. They're going to play Texas. They're going to face their former coach, Steve Sarkeesian. So there's some good storylines there. And then the Cougars are going to play in the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. It's the Los Angeles Bowl, but they renamed it for some reason the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, I guess, so he would give them free publicity. So on on Channel 7, and if I I have this correct, Nicole, uh, on their morning news, Michelle Millman is a Husky and Nick Allard is a Coug. Is that, is that what I'm supposed to believe here? I think so. Okay. All right. So they were talking about the bowl games, and Nick Allard, uh, who's a very nice guy, he correctly said that the Cougars are going to the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. What a ridiculous name for a bowl game. And let me tell you something about bowl games. When I was a kid, this is the way it should be. When I was a kid, there were only four bowl games. You had the Rose Bowl. The Orange Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and the uh, Poulon Weed Eater Bowl. And that was it. If you weren't one of those eight teams, you went home for the holidays. But now they have 41 bowl games. So the most mediocre of college football teams can go to a bowl game. Now, the Cougars are pretty mediocre this year. Everything about them is they're average. That's not a bad thing. They're just an average team this year. And so, anyway, Nick Allard was lamenting that his Cougars are going to something called the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. And Jimmy Kimmel played that clip on his show two nights ago, and here's how it all went down. I have some exciting college football news to share. On December 17th at SoFi Stadium here in Los Angeles, the Washington State Cougars will face the Fresno State Bulldogs in the second annual Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. This is a real There is a lot of excitement, especially up in Washington. As for the Cougs. Mm-hmm. Now they're showing a clip from Cairo 7's Morning News with uh, Michelle Millman, Nick Allard, Huskies and Cougars. And here's how that went down. But again, it's Jimmy Kimmel now showing this clip. Well, Nick, um, I looked it up earlier, mm-hmm. and they got the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bulls second oh annual gosh. contest against for viewers who weren't awake with us, I said, Nick, well, what game did you guys get? He's like, I'm not sure. I looked it up and I thought it was actually a joke. I said, yeah, I know it is. laughing at him like, it's a joke. Jimmy Kimmel? Bowl? We better watch No, that. I don't mean for the Cougs, but I didn't know that was a bowl. I know. Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel's going to clip this. 
somehow cheapened the tradition of college football presenting sponsors. We violated the sanctity of the Duke's Mayo Bowl and uh, the, the ReliaQuest Bowl and the Orlando Cheez-It Bowl, please. And by the way, there have been a number of outlets referring to this game as the L.A. Bowl and leaving my name out of it. I will be suing those people. I have a stack of subpoenas going out to tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Uh, if you would like to join us at the game, tickets for the 2022 Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl presented by Stiefel on Saturday, December 17th can be had at LABowlGame.com. Wait a minute, they left my name off the website. <laughs> I will be suing them, too. I'm suing my own bowl game. I think I'll just call it the L.A. Bowl, too. I don't need to. Unless Jimmy Kimmel wants to slide me a few bucks to shill for him. I'll just call it the L.A. Bowl for the Cougs coming up. All right, up next in the Fastest 15, we're number two. We're number two. No, I don't mean we're human excrement. I mean that according to a brand-new study, the Seattle-Tacoma area is number two in the United States of America for having the most packages stolen from porches over the past year. Uh, SafeWise released its annual package theft report over the past 12 months. Did you see this number, Nicole? How many packages uh, have been stolen in America? Yeah. yeah, it's nuts. And, I mean, I know that it's gone up lately. It's crazy. Over the past 12 months, about 260 million packages have disappeared from porches across the country. That's up 50 million packages from last year. So you're up uh, almost 25%. Seattle last year was fourth. Now we're number two in most packages stolen in the country. And it's because it's allowed. There's well, no consequences. There are no consequences. I, the, the pictures of people are posted all over Ring, all over Nextdoor, everything. And there are no consequences. And then people assume that if they steal the packages, people will just get it replaced by Amazon, which they do. And so there's there's no repercussions. I would like, I, and, and I think that this will be a big thing. I shouldn't say it because uh, I should just invent it and start marketing it right away. But eventually, I think porches are going to have 
what looks like you know what the size of an old mailbox when we used to have mailboxes out on the street and every once in a while you can see an old mailbox but i think we're going to have stuff like that on most people's front porch too heavy for anybody to lift and carry off and the package delivery people will just uh, slide the package in this gigantic receptacle and maybe that'll deter it cost you a few hundred bucks to get and and be kind of ugly too, to have something large like that on your porch, but 260 million package thefts in the country is just simply outrageous. What? But but we have no social compact in America. We have told the criminals, like Nicole was just saying, we have told the criminals that this land is their land. We're not going to stop them. We're not going to punish them. All we're going to do is reward them and allow them to steal daily so that they can buy their next fix of drugs. And I'll give you another example of this. Uh, at a Home Depot in North Carolina, an 83-year-old man was working at this Home Depot. And he, you know, they could use the money, him and his wife, but also, he just loves people. And it was a chance for him to go, I think it's working about 20 hours a week, and just interact with people and be friendly and help guide them to what they needed to find. And so this guy was just doing it because he could use a second income, but he loved just being around people. And last Saturday, uh, this man passed his name's Gary Razor. He passed away, and that's because there was a shoplifter at this Home Depot, and he was trying to steal two pressure washers. He put them both in a big shopping cart, and he's just casually walking out towards the door when 83-year-old Gary Razor uh, just kind of stepped up to him and said, hey, you can't go out with that. And he didn't physically grab the guy or anything. He just said, you can't do it. The guy throws the 83-year-old man to the ground, he was in uh, critical condition for a couple of weeks. Then he went to the ICU, and then last weekend he died. And his son told Fox News that the suspect is still on the loose. You can see um, in the in the video itself how uh, uh, it's just it's just heartbreaking. Right? I mean, my dad was. Uh, uh, just trying to do a job, right? And 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 now he's now he's no no longer with us. So um, it's uh, paramount to me and my family that we find this uh, particular person and that he uh, uh, receives the justice he so richly deserves. Think about that. You're 83 years old. You were born in 1939, most likely, and you lived as a child through World War II and Korea War. You lived through civil rights and race riots and the Vietnam War. You lived through 9-11 in Afghanistan and the war against terror and all the violence that hit this country two years ago with nightly rioting and businesses being burned across the country. You survive all of that. But you couldn't survive a shift at Home Depot. It's just so sad. Oh yeah, so so my dad was a kind of a happy go lucky, right? Never met a stranger kind of person. <clears throat> um, had some opportunities to talk to folks there. He'd been at Home Depot for eight years. Uh, he was going to retire finally in January, uh, but he loved people. 
he loved life. They were going to, uh, uh, you know, celebrate his retirement by uh, planning this uh, big family thing. He's a family-oriented guy, right? After eight years working at Home Depot, and then the local news, they also did a story with the son and the man's wife. I can't get him back. That's it. Yvonne Razor says her heart aches after losing the man she's been married to for 30 years. Just beyond our confidence that someone would do this for, you know, a couple of power washers. That just, just, it's just mind-boggling. Yvonne and her son Jeff say everything changed in this moment. It's the moment her husband was shoved to the ground while trying to stop a man from shoplifting at a Home Depot in Hillsboro in October. And this is what happens when you have the soft-on-crime Democrat policies that have taken over America. You've sent a message to the criminals. You can steal packages. Nothing will happen. You can steal pressure washers. Nothing will happen. If somebody gets in front of you, throw them to the ground and kill them. Nothing's going to happen to you. And this is a complete breakdown of decent society. And it has been engineered by the soft on crime policies that are gripping all the Democrat-run cities in our nation right now. And that is your fastest 15. This has been the fastest 15 minutes in the news. Fast, 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 fast stories. Fastest 15. Sad story. Okay, coming up next, we'll check the news, and then Brock Heward is going to drop by for his weekly visit. That is next here on the Dory Monson Show. Here's Dory Monson with Brock Heward, brought to you by IRG Physical and Hand Therapy. Ah, that sweet music can only mean one thing. It's Wednesday afternoon, and that's when Brock Heward from Fox Sports and 710 Seattle Sports drops by for his weekly visit. You've been a busy man. Good afternoon, Mm. sir. How you doing, number one? Number one? Yeah, man, number one show. How you doing? Oh, well, (laughs) I guess if you're going by that measure. (laughs) Now, things are going great. Yes. Everything's good. Take a little time off in a couple weeks for Christmas, get recharged. Everything's fantastic. You know, after all these years, do yes. you still get a little still get a little bump? You still get a little excitement when those ratings come out? I don't know. Are we allowed to even talk about that stuff? Maybe not. Yeah, absolutely. But do you still yeah. get a little you still get a little juice each and every month competitively, seeing what uh, what spits out of those machines? Yes, because I am by nature a very competitive person and uh, and that's our scoreboard now. That's that's looking up and seeing, you know, the f- triple zeros across the scoreboard, and you beat somebody sixty-eight to fifty-two. That's yep. uh, that's what this is when the ratings come out. So yes, I do. And and the thing is, you get more down by bad ratings yes. than you get excited by good ratings. Yeah. But we haven't had any bad ratings in two years, so That's it's just nothing about. but good. That's what I'm talking about. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. So, yes, it's very exciting. You guys over on, on the sports side, you're killing it, too. Well, I think I've been telling you the last couple of weeks that it, it's just never been a better time collectively, right? There have been certain mountaintops for the Storm and the Sounders and the Seahawks, and there have been mountaintops, but collectively, it's a bunch of Mount Rainiers out there. I mean, the, the Seahawks are in a playoff hunt. The Mariners advanced in the playoffs, broke their drought. The Huskies nearly went to the Rose Bowl 10-2. and two. So, I mean, it is just from a, from a sports station standpoint, it doesn't surprise me to see our group and our station, you know, doing as well as we've done in a decade. So, yeah, pretty fun to see. 
Well, and then for you personally, by the way, thanks for responding to the nice text that I sent you after the Pac-12 championship game. This morning? You're welcome. No. <laughs> Corey, I had 912 days texts. Days ago. What, what do you want me to do? Okay, it took me, it took me a while to get back to texts. Again, I know you're such a big deal. Right. So uh, after the Pac-12 championship game, yeah. I, I recorded the game, and then uh, then I come home and I'm watching it. It's about midnight, 1 a.m., and the on-field trophy presentation, I'm used to that being Brent Musburger or Jim Nance or or one of the you know Bob Costas used to do that. There's Brock Heward hosting the on-field trophy presentation. That was a, that was kind of a big deal. Well, you know what's fun, Dory, is in in over the years as we've done this segment and we talk sports, but it's become a whole lot more, and it's been frankly more enjoyable the last few years as we even get beyond the the sports realm. But you have said and challenged your audience and people in it, like go outside your comfort zone, take a risk. That's when you know you're alive. You know when you get in the arena of, yeah. of a new place and, and new excitement, new nerves, whatever. That's a, that's a good thing. It makes you feel alive, right? And take Absolutely. on a new challenge. Well, a couple of weeks before this game, I was told, "Hey, listen, this is the way it works at Fox." Because I had not done a Pac-12 title game. Fox every year has the Big Ten title, and that's Gus and Joel, the number one crew. And then every other year, they get the Pac-12 title. Well, in 2020, I was doing NFL, so I didn't do this game, and there wasn't anybody there anyway. And so a couple weeks ago, they said, hey, just so you know, for the championship game, you're going to be hosting and emceeing the event, you know, the, the, the trophy presentation. And I was like, eh, no, I don't think so. Like, no, I think so. I'm like, let Allison do it. She's amazing at that. Our sideline reporter. She's awesome. She's done that all the time. I don't, I'm going to be up in the booth. I, I want to focus on the game and do my work on the game. And nope, you're doing it. So I was like, all right, fine. So I didn't, tra- didn't think much of it. And then we get closer to the game. And, and sure enough, the itinerary that week is like, hey, okay, so on game day, you've got to come to the stadium for a rehearsal of the whole post game. I was yeah. like, oh crap! I don't really want to do that. Like, I right. want to. I'm in my mode. You want to like, wing it? N- no, not necessarily, because I know there's a lot of moving parts, and there is mm-hmm. a schedule. And but more of I don't want to get out of my comfort zone. No, Dory, get out of your comfort zone. No, audience, get out of your comfort zone. So I go, and it was just like, oh my gosh, there's so many people involved in this, and they're all so nervous. This isn't my producer and director. Now this is run by the conference. And they've got all sorts of people, a lot of people in charge of well, the stage. We've got to get to this, and we've got to get you from the booth, and there's security. And here's a very long script you've got to read with all these names and sponsors. And, oh, my gosh. So I was like, I got, I got to go. Like, I'm not going to let this affect me. Like, I got it. I'll be just fine. And then I got two scripts because if SC wins, there's one script and president's names and AD's names and all this. Sure. And if Utah wins, there's another. So – so game ends, we're getting near zero, and I'm like, oh, that's right. i got to do this afterwards. So I grab my script, 14 font, so I don't have to put my readers on. Good for and, you. Yep, Good and security's ready to go, and they got the elevator locked, and we get in, and the poor guy that's supposed to put the key in to unlock the elevator, he's a struggle bus. Like, he's nervous. He can't get the key in the in – the, you know, time is ticking now. Like, okay, i got four minutes to get from the booth to the stage, to live TV, and yeah. and this guy's hand shaking. And I'm like, bro, can I? Holy moly. Yeah, like he was super nervous. He came, the elevator operator, he was out of his comfort zone. But we get there, we run to the field, we do it, and Dory, I got to be honest with you, 
It's the closest I've felt to playing in a game in 25 years. Really? Yeah. And I had no expectation. I had no idea. There was a lot of nervous energy with other people, but then it was like, boom, get on the stage and the crowd is roaring and there's players all around. I'm like, this feels like Husky Stadium. Yeah, confetti was falling. Yeah, it just yeah. got the juices going. I kind of had a little WWE, kind of like just tried to, the energy was high, and I loved it. I, I don't know how good I did. I didn't go back and watch it. I don't know. You did very well. Yeah, well, thank yeah. you, but it was fun, man. It was. It turned from a little nervousness to a lot of fun and a hurry, and so, yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Well, and uh, and I appreciate you talking about going out of your comfort zone because that is something that is very important to me. It's very important as a message when, when I'm coaching kids. It's very important in my own life. You know, I told you three, four years ago, I, I, was, I needed to challenge myself. And I, I didn't know what it was going to be. And I thought, well, it'd be fun to write and then produce a couple of live theater shows. And I didn't know how it was going to go, but we sold out 700 seats one night and 400 seats in a smaller venue the other night. And it was the nicest people in the world. And it was the same sort of thing. It was the kind of rush yep. that you don't get doing a radio show because, you don't, you know, we don't get immediate feedback. Mm-hmm. We say something we think is funny. We hope that the people who are listening are laughing. But when you're on a stage yes. and you get immediate feedback, it's yes. very, very different. Yes. And took me way out of my comfort zone. And most importantly, I was so nervous. And I love that nervousness. So uh, more out of your comfort zone. Yes. More nervous. Yes. On Tom's fishing boat or on that stage in front of 700? On the stage. Yeah, without question. Thomas Fisher. By the way, did you, uh, I don't know if you've heard, Tom and I are taking a lucky winning bidder fishing for our holiday magic to raise money for the foster kids in the state. And Tom's uh, very kind donation four hours after my show, one afternoon next summer, uh, we're the, we're the, and again, I, I got to compete in everything. But so far, it's the number one uh, auction item to raise money for the foster kids. And I'm very excited and so thrilled that Tom's willing to do that. How long does that cool. auction go? Uh, till Friday. Till Friday. And yeah. anybody can go online and bid to fish with you and Tom. MyNorthwest.com slash Holiday Magic. Wow. And then you just click on the auction dealing. Wow. And, uh, yeah, anyone can go. And, Do you uh, think Tom will be kind and patient? I don't that, know. Or, I, was, I was asking on the air yesterday. I was musing if Tom would uh, give somebody an, an obligatory scream <laughs> just so they could experience the, the so full meal feel, deal. So they could feel alive. Alive, yes. <laughs> okay, last thing for you. Yeah. Aaron Judge, nine years, $360 million guaranteed. $40 million a year for the next nine years. I love baseball. I love what the Mariners brought to this town. But, man, things are out of whack when somebody's getting $40 million a year, and that's not much more or much less than some teams' entire payrolls. Mamas, don't let your babies oh. grow up to play football. Man. Yeah. Don't let them play hockey, golf, or swimming. Let them go be baseball players like Aaron Judge. Yeah, it's that's where the money is and the guaranteed money. Billions. 
there will be billions guaranteed. Not like football where you got to go and earn it. Not yeah. like football where, yeah, you get hurt, you lose some of it, or it's cut in half. Nope. That is all guaranteed for the next nine years of that man's life. That's good, though. It's really good, though. Titus! Titus, go play baseball. <laughs> go play baseball. Go swing about. That's all it. right, you can hear Brock Heward every morning on 710 Seattle Sport. And uh, you get to get bowl games? You doing any bowl games? I don't. Remember, we have Fox and do bowl games. So that's yeah. all ESPN. I think the Hayes in the Bar. Maybe an NFL game. We might have okay. one of those. So. Keep me posted. Yep. Right, we'll listen do it, to Brock every morning, 710 Sales Sports. Thanks for coming by. I appreciate it. You got it, Dory. Right, Brock Heward joining us, and we have lots more. I'd love to hear your thoughts on all this. Does the money hurt or dampen your enthusiasm for the game? 888-97-3-Cairo. 888-97-3-5476. Lots more straight ahead here on the Dory Monson Show as we get out of your comfort zone, baby, and roll on, roll on, roll on, roll on, roll on. As you know, I love doggies. Doggies are special. I want to tell you about a sheepdog named Casper. The Casper is a working sheepdog. Works on a farm in Georgia. Farms owned by John Wirewiller. And one night, coyotes came to take the sheep in Casper's flock. And Casper wanted nothing to do with that and was not going to let eight coyotes win. And so a brutal fight ensued. One sheepdog taking on eight coyotes. And the good guy won. One day at Decatur's sheep farm on Wilson Woods Drive, a group of eight coyotes interrupted Casper, his owner, and their sheep's walk. Normally, a good shooing will scare them away, but the coyotes were especially tricky that day. I wasn't really afraid that they were going to attack me or anything, but um, but they weren't responding. Um, they were focused on Casper. Casper and the wild canines got into an ugly spat. He just came out the fence here and killed more and then they they had a fight all up and down this creek and um, it, it wasn't a short thing it was half hour. And Casper went. Okay I gotta jump in. I did not I learned something here because I did not know that a sheepdog could take a coyote in a fight in a forest brawl, but the farmer found the one sheep next to the fence, and then, as he said, uh, seven more up and down the creek. It took a half hour for Casper, the sheepdog, to fight off the eight coyotes. Missing okay. for days. If he wasn't killed, we wanted, we figured he was hurt. And we- uh, Casper, right after the fight, Casper just went missing for two days, and he was afraid that he went off to die. We, needed to, we, we knew he was hurt because... We found parts of his tail and blood and other things. Um, and so we, we were worried about him. Um, and we put out a post on Facebook and let, let neighbors know. Two days later, his owner says this face popped out from the chicken hutches. He just kind of looked at me like, boss, just stop looking at how bad I look. Just 
take care of me. I look like maybe a coyote grabbed a hold of the skin and just peeled it right off. That's where Lifeline Animal Project stepped in. They managed to perk the pup up with a special honey and fifteen thousand dollars worth of care. He set up the goal. No one knows in that special honey. You got coyotes ripping off your skin and you're feeling good after you have a little special honey. Tori. You never told just, us what was in it. I can does guess. Does it not drive you crazy? Me, and I just started climbing. And, and one day we would come in. They're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, they got $10,000 for them. And then it was like, oh, no, it's fifty. Oh, no, it's seventy. And that number just kept climbing. I don't know if he's going to be a guardian dog after this. <laughs> I don't know. He's been too spoiled. All the excess donations will go to Lifeline. So the next furry creature in need of a pricey procedure will have a fighting chance. Go, Casper! Casper the sheepdog. Where was the, the farmer's gun? Where was the farmer's what? gun? Fire a shot and scare them off. He let them fight for 30 minutes? Well, he obviously didn't have a gun I was furious after hearing this. Yeah, I know. But Casper, getting it done. It's a good boy. Good boy, Casper. Okay, we're going to check the news for you here at the top of the hour. And then we're going to get you the big lead at two coming up next. And a showdown between what looks like a high school kid and a high school football coach. Details straight ahead here on the Dory Monson 